to a Burst of Hope podcast with your co-hosts, Kim Stanley and Martha Wilson, who couldn't use a little hope, encouragement, and inspiration. Tune in every week as we share heart-to-heart conversation with other hope seekers. Join us at the table for real talk that will meet you right where you are. So go ahead, press pause on worry, overwhelm, and crazy, and breathe in God of hope. Hi friends, we're so glad you joined us today for another episode of A Burst of Hope. And today, Martha and I are um, sitting with our friend Carol Perry, and this is part two of her story. And you want to make sure you go back to listen to part one if you haven't yet. It's very, very good and so full of hope in the middle of what we have just heard in her first part was a shocking um, diagnosis of a brain tumor and the ongoing mm-hmm. surgery, risky yeah. surgery that she had to remove. What they ended up removing was half of the tumor and and your miraculous recovery from that and then going, being sent home. And then I think you left, you ended up saying you had gone to a speech therapist and your speech therapist even gave you some more hope right. <laughs> that you're not the normal case because your right. body was, it was being, it was responding so well and you knew there was a miracle going on and you mentioned that verse in jeremiah 33 that called to me and i will show you things you do not know so we're so thankful that you're here again to finish up and to tell us more of your story um carol so you just jump in and and pick up wherever you feel led honey okay thank you for for having me um well um i had an um more journey to go as far as had lung cancer certified, mm-hmm. and um, I had was scheduled, of course, for radiation on my brain. I was scheduled for um, follow up with the uh, neurosurgeon, but I also had the uh, appointment scheduled to see the lung cancer doctor, and I had met her at the hospital a couple of times. She'd come in and talk to me and my husband and. Um, so anyway, we went to that appointment, and this is probably late April kind of time period in 2021. Um, and we met with her, and, and she talked about, um, you know, what treatment you know she would like to pursue and that kind of thing. Anyway, it was a couple of days later that my husband and I basically confessed to each other that we were not comfortable with this doctor. Mm-hmm. We just didn't have the confidence in her, and... We prayed about it, and ultimately we researched for to fi- find another doctor. Mm-hmm. And we uh, found one on the internet, uh, Dr. Higgins at Emory, and made an appointment and went to see her. Um, she wanted to do a series of scans um, and, and judge, I guess, for herself what they were looking at. And, um, and they had a PET scan done, which I hadn't heard of, but that's a full body scan. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she I got where I called her the head honcho because mm-hmm. she had a team of doctors under her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and anyway, so she scheduled me with her um, lung cancer oncologist doctor for the next week. So we went to see him, and it was at a different Emory campus that we hadn't been to before. And... To get in the building there, you park in the parking deck and you take an elevator to a bridge and go make your way over to the mm-hmm. medical building. And it's also a hospital, by the way. So anyway, we're at the uh, elevator waiting for it to come. And one of the doors open up and my husband steps into the elevator and I'm right behind him. 
and the door slams shut while I'm in the doorway. Oh my um, and it slammed so hard, it was just vibrating against me, and it wouldn't release. My husband was trying to manually open the door. He was trying, he was pushing the button, trying oh. to get it to open. And, and this probably lasted, you know, a minute, mm. but um, it seemed like forever. Yeah. And it felt like, for me, like my left arm and shoulder exploded. Mm. I didn't know what had happened, but I was just in a lot of pain. <laughs> and um, when it opened up finally, I stepped back out into the lobby of the parking garage and I, and I was telling my mm. husband, you know, I don't know what happened, but <laughs> mm. I'm in a lot of pain. And so, and I was in tears. and. So we, we, we caught our breath, and we took a different elevator up to, to the bridge and made our way to the doctor office, and we told the nurse when we got there what happened. And uh, she told the doctor what happened, and he came in our room, and um, I, bless his heart, I hadn't met him before. <laughs> and now he's got a patient that's in a lot of pain, and, and he said, well, Carol, I was going to go over your scans with you today and what treatment. We, I was supposed to start chemo, actually, that day or the next day. Um, but he said, you know, we have an emergency now. And he said, um, I will tell you, you have cancer in your arms mm. and you have it in the bones. So I suspect the elevator broke your arm. Wow. So he said, let's um, find out what happened there first and they took me back downstairs to the emergency room and did x-rays and sure enough it had broke my upper arm and my shoulder mm. so they contacted dr higgins mm -hmm. uh, the head honcho and she reached out to um, her orthopedic surgeon and asked him to take a look at my arm he said you're going to need a full left shoulder replacement so Thanks. they, <laughs> I can't make this up. <laughs> I know. Uh -huh. So they, um, they scheduled me for surgery the next week. That's the soonest they could get me in. So I went in and, uh, and they replaced my shoulder. Of course, I left there with one of those big immobilizer slings. Yes. <laughs> um, and that was going to take several weeks to heal. This effectively delayed chemo until mm -hmm. they wanted to get my arm to heal because they said if we start chemo now um it will delay the healing uh, by significantly yeah. yeah so um but i don't and i don't know if it was just psychosomatic or what but once i heard cancer was in my arms i felt like i could feel it mm -hmm. in my arms mm -hmm. i could feel it in my right arm and i'm very i'm right-handed mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm very right dominant and I was worrying about my right arm, and I asked Dr. Higgins, is there anything we can do? I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to lose my right arm. Mm -hmm. And um, she said, yeah, let's go ahead and do radiation, pinpoint radiation on your right arm. And we'll go ahead and do it on your spine at the same time, too. Mm -hmm. And I said, my spine? Because my spine has cancer also. Mm -hmm. She said, Correct. <laughs> I thought, oh, okay. <laughs> so she's come in every day next week, Monday through Friday. We'll do five treatments, one every morning. Hmm. So we went Monday morning, we went Tuesday morning, and then Tuesday night, I, I was sitting in my recliner at home, 
and I moved my arm and part of it moved and part of it didn't. Mm -hmm. And I thought my arm's already broke. It must be broke. So when I went in for radiation the next morning, I told them I think my right arm's broke. They confirmed it was. Mm -hmm. Cancer had eaten through um, the, the bone that goes from your shoulder to your elbow is your humerus mm -hmm. bone. And I'm not med medical, by the way. <laughs> but that's your humerus yeah. bone. And it ate clean through the middle of it. Mm. That told me this cancer is pretty aggressive. And mm -hmm. I mean, and this is the second hardest bone in your body. The hardest mm -hmm. is the femur. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so... Dr. Higgins called the orthopedic surgeon again, told him she needed him to look at my right arm. And he said, um, yeah, I need to do surgery and put a rod in the right arm. Hmm. So they scheduled me actually for that Friday. So they continued to do radiation every day. And then Friday, I had radiation in one building and then we ran to another building to have surgery on my arm at the other building. Oh <laughs> so, um, so then I left there that day with two slings, and not long after that, I want to say a couple of days, my left shoulder dislocated. Um, it just popped out, and, and now the, it's all metal, so it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a device, you know, mm -hmm. but it's the, effectively the same as your shoulder dislocating, I guess, but anyway, um, and it, actually it was before that, it was before that, because my right arm, when he did surgery on it, he tried to manually put my shoulder back in place. Mm -hmm. So we went home with the shoulder back in place and the right arm operated on and I got home and I got out of the car and my shoulder popped back out. Mm. So, <laughs> so they scheduled me the next Friday to have surgery again on my left shoulder. So we're into June at this point and I still haven't had chemo. Mm. You know, it keeps getting delayed mm -hmm. to get my arms to heal and get the surgeries done on those. And um, meanwhile, the, the group over at Atlanta Piedmont that are still monitoring my brain and how it's healing and everything, they want to do another MRI and, and see how things are looking. So I went in for an MRI on my brain, and they scanned it, and the neurosurgeon called me and said, um, there's three more brain tumors. Mm. So, mm, wow. so, um, I was like, and by the way, friends, <laughs> she really is laughing and smiling yeah. as we are recording. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. It, uh, I mean, it, it's just uh, it, I knew they were in a in a pickle, if you will, because you know what are you going to do? You're trying to get my arms to heal, but and you, but then you need to start chemo. Yes. You know, it's yes. you're, you're kind of in this no win a little bit. Um. Mm. So they had to do radiation. The tumors were small. That was the good news. So they could get them with radi radiation they felt like. And But you don't really want to have radiation to your body, much less your brain, if you don't have to. But anyway, I went in, had radiation um, to the brain. Pinpoint radiation is what they call it. But anyway, um, and now I'm, I'm trying to get you know both arms to heal. But we hit the middle of July, and they said, that's it. We can't wait any longer on chemo. We've got to start mm -hmm. now. And uh, the oncologist said, I want you to come every three weeks. For We're going to do four to six treatments, and then we'll scan again and see how it's looking. So um, I 
you know, went in every three weeks, and uh, we did a, it, it was an all-day kind of mm-hmm. appointment. And um, I also started going to physical therapy later, later that year for my arms um, and getting them mobile again. And anyway, we got to the end of October, and we were at the end of the fourth treatment. And the oncologist said, let's go ahead and um, do some scans. And so so they did several CT scans, PET scans, and all that. And two days after that, um, we're in the first week of November, the uh, Dr. Higgins, the head honcho, called me. And I thought, when I saw her name come up on my phone, I thought, Uh, this is either really (laughs) good or it's really bad. (laughs) Um, And she said... uh, Carol, I wanted to call you about the results on your scans. I've looked at all of them, and um, she said, there's no discernible cancer. Um, She said, Carol, this is amazingly good. And she said that about three times. She said, this is amazingly good, Carol. And um, I said, yeah, let me tell you about my God. You know, I had, it turned out, I I didn't realize until later that we were in a proactive mode. And then Mm -hmm. when my arms started breaking, we went into a reactive mode. And I never heard, I never had that conversation with the oncologist about where all I had cancer but basically, I was covered up. It was in my hips, my adrenaline gland. I mean, you know, it might be easier to tell you where I didn't have cancer because yeah. I was covered up. But um, this story, you know, to me, it's it's really not about me. This is this is a story about God's will, hmm. about God's grace, His love, His mercy, His power. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they continue to scan me. They scan and, and still don't find any cancer. They scan me right after that that uh, time uh, over at Atlanta Piedmont again for my brain, and it was all cleared. No, no new tumors or anything. And my uh, neurosurgeon said, "If you had told me in March that your brain would look this good, this normal." <laughs> He said, I wouldn't believe you. Wow. Um, I haven't heard him, any of the doctors say miracle. I've heard mm. him say amazingly good. Amazingly I've good. I've heard <laughs> him say, you're not the norm. Mm. I've heard him say, I wouldn't have believed you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know. You know. Yes, and I we know. know. And I know I'm here yeah. still mm-hmm. to tell my story. Yes. I think people need to hear these stories. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what your podcast is about. Mm-hmm. It's about stories like this of hope. Yes, yeah. it is. And yeah. about God's power and God's will and, and that He's real. Yes. Yes, He mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. A God of miracles still does miracles. Yeah. And it's, it's a reminder that with the crazy world we're living in, we don't have anything to fear. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a scripture that, that stood out at this point of the journey for me, and it was Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, for I am with you. Mm-hmm. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. 
I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Yes. Man. Mm. And he did that. And he, he takes ordinary person and does extraordinary things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. It's amazing. We're just... Speechless. Yes, we are. <laughs> that you would share your story and, and to highlight this, um, yeah, or how good God is, how powerful he is. When we hear cancer, it's just so easy to go to what... <laughs> and yet, God is... There's nothing impossible. You. There's really? nothing impossible with him. No, and... and, and it's, there's nothing to fear. I mean, it's mm. a, Paul said to live is Christ, mm-hmm. to die is gain. Right. It's a win-win. That's right. You yeah. know, and mm-hmm. we fear sometimes so much dying that it's, you know, I wasn't expecting this. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. And I, you know, we're never expecting it, right? But, you know, I'm ready mm-hmm. when it happens. Mm-hmm. I'm going to a wonderful t- place. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and the thing, but the thing I will always be thankful for is that I didn't go suddenly. I didn't know if I was going to, it was my time to go or not, but I, I from the very beginning, I was thankful that I still had another day with my husband. Mm-hmm. You know, I had another opportunity to talk to my friends or my family. And, mm-hmm. um, cause I think it's really hard when someone dies suddenly. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's always devastating. Mm-hmm. So I'll always be thankful that I had a little more time to, yeah, you know, Carol, I think it would greatly impact the way you have lived your life from then on. Yeah. Because you know that, God chose to leave you here. He chose to heal you. And we know that there's always a purpose and a reason for everything that God does. So Yes. Yeah. And you know, we declare that God is good no matter how the story goes. Because um, it's not everybody's story. But every story is unique. And we see His fingerprints and His hands on every bit of it. But to to sit and hear, you know, your story and, you know, we didn't know your story. We didn't Mm -hmm. know all of your story. Mm -hmm. And to sit here, you know, listeners, it's new to us as it is to you as we're recording. We didn't want to know all the details ahead (laughs) of time um, to get to rejoice with you. And, oh, my goodness, I love your phrase. Let me tell you about my God. Yes, I do, too. And so what an opportunity, I mean, Mm -hmm. to tell your story over and over and over um, know who he is and don't let me forget who you are and let me tell who you are. Beautiful. Do you have an urgency about you to, to share him with others? I do, but I've also learned to, I probably have shared it more one-on-one, mm-hmm. just, you know, casually. And I've learned to just wait on God to present to me when he wants me to speak. And But, you know, um I was telling y'all earlier, the most common question we got from people during this journey was, how are you You both staying yeah. so positive? How mm-hmm. are you so upbeat? You know, how are you not going insane? <laughs> um, you know, how are y'all maintaining? And we kept telling people we gave it to God. Mm. And that sounds so simple, but that really is, that's really is it. If you just trust God... 
-hmm. And don't worry. Just let him have it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's got it. Yeah. You know, and he's got it better than I'll ever have it. <laughs> yes. He's got the perfect answer and the perfect timing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, Carol, give it to God looks different to to all of us. But like practically how, let's just talk about that mm-hmm. a minute. Practically, how do we give, give it to God? Because I would think you had to experience you know, shock and, and fear. I would think at night, what is, what is tomorrow right. going to look like after that? What, it, what is that treatment going to do to me? But practically, how do we, how do we give it to God? Hmm. I really haven't had to, I really haven't let myself worry about it. You know, as far as I know, radiation on my body is you know, not a good thing. And and people can talk about, well, years down the road, you might feel like, you know, mm. whatever. I, whatever, it, something, you know, went sideways. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not worried about it. You know, <laughs> and, and that's why that's I looked so at it. Like, as long as I've got God. Yes. He's taking care of all. I mean, look what he's done so far. I yeah. shouldn't even be here. Right. <laughs> you know? right, right. So um, I shouldn't have never made it past the brain tumor. Yeah. I really shouldn't. Um, and to be covered up. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and and I'm not anybody special, y'all. I, you know, I, I know there's other people out there with cancer, and I don't mean to l- make light of this journey. It's a tough journey. Um, there was, you know, some tough moments in it. Um, and my right arm gave me fits for, <laughs> for mm-hmm. over a year. In fact, it stayed broke for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but. If you've got God, if if you let Him help you, um, and you need Him to help you, yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's night and day on um, on how you live this life. Yeah, it's beautiful. He sounds like He is the the very great treasure of your heart. Finding, I mean, knowing this God, like. Um, there's an intimacy there that you obviously in the Lord have with the Lord yeah. and that you live out day to day, moment by moment, mm-hmm. trusting him. And, and that's something that all of us can have, whatever we find ourselves, wherever our story is and where we are in the story, that um, we can know this God, too, just as intimately as you've known him, Carol, and walked with him through different circumstances. But that's that's the hope we have, that he He loves each of us and wants that. There is nothing special about each of us individually except that we were made in the image of God and we're his children. And he wants to have that relationship with us. And he can show himself however he wants or however, you know, he knows how he made us and how he shows up like that in different people's stories. It's just amazing. And how we are encouraged by hearing your story and how God showed up for you is... um, I mean, I just take hold of that as such an encouragement for me. And I hope, I know our friends listening are doing the same. This is the God. It's like she said, let me tell you about my God. Is there anything else you want to tell us about your God before you leave here today? Because we'd love to hear it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we yes. want to just, ah, we want everyone to hear how great he is. Hmm. Well, and there's so much to learn. You know, I, I my advice would be to stay in the Word. Mm-hmm. Because he just teaches you so much. Um, you know, anytime you think you've, you know, you getting, you know, near the end of learning, you're not. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you're not. There's more. Mm, yes. 
Um, <laughs> I know someone said to me just last week, um, you know, every letter has a layer of meaning. You know, it's just like mm. you, you think, mm-hmm. I'm going to study that word, and yet there's every word, every letter, and every number. There's so much, mm-hmm. so much to his word. And, you know, we can get paralyzed in fear as I closed out um, part one. You know, I was just kind of talking about being afraid to look and see what's on the other page, what's on the next page of the story. And that can that can paralyze us yeah. and keep mm-hmm. us from delighting in the Lord today. Yes. It can keep us from experiencing what is already ours, the joy and the peace and the fulfillment. And living today, really, I know it's said a lot, but living today as if it is our last day. So we embrace God and who we know and just that longing to know him more and more. I just pray all the time, Mm. Lord, make me hungry, make me thirsty. Mm -hmm. Because even though I think I'm hungry and thirsty, I don't think I've even touched Mm -hmm. what hunger and thirst is that he longs for us to have. More and more of him. So just that encouragement that we not be stuck on on fear because we're... We're afraid of what's to come, or that yeah. might be my story, yeah. or I might have to, you know, go there. And, you know, thank you for saying you're not making light of um, the journey you've been through and others who are, you know, going through cancer. And, you know, we refer to the big C, capital C word, yeah. and we give it more power. Yeah. Than it's God, mm-hmm. and we don't want to. Yeah. We don't want to bow down to anything but mm-hmm. Him. Yeah, and there's nothing bigger than Him. No, mm-hmm. no. But your story just <laughs> it just brings such hope, and um, I pray just hunger and thirst to know mm-hmm. Him. That no matter what, no matter what we face, you know, we recorded um, uh, another episode before you came here today, and. Um, I just want to bring out the verse again. It's in Isaiah 43, 2. Um, Let's see if I can get there quickly. It says, um, fear not, well, one. Let me just start with one, Isaiah 43, 1. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, and I like to say Mm -hmm. Martha, he who formed you, Martha, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've summoned mm-hmm. you by name, Martha, and you are mine. Mm-hmm. And when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned, and the flames will not set you ablaze. For I'm the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. And you know, He's covenanted with us to care for us, no matter what the story you know, looks like someone may sit in that chair in a couple of weeks and their story's totally different mm-hmm. and there was no miracle and there was not the healing and a whole different story. Right. And yet it does not change mm-hmm. our living mighty God and his goodness and faithfulness, right? Yeah, that's right. right. That's it. Mm, wow. It's been an amazing Amazing time to sit with you both of these times, Carol. We're so grateful that you would take your time to share your story. And we know and trust that it's bringing hope right now to all those that are listening. So thank you, friends, for joining us today.